No, I think I'm the one that hit the button. (laughs) Transformed now. (laughs) I have an assignment for you. For the next 15 minutes, I want you to not think about white polar bears. Oh, I can tell you've already failed. Got it. (laughs) Done. I'll sit down. What's the point? Um, And yeah, everyone, it's a joke. We know this funny notion of trying to not think of something. And I I learned, I didn't know this, but it was Dostoevsky back in the 1860s who first wrote about, uh, he was writing about seasons and uh, it was in the middle of summer and said, damned if it's, it's impossible not to imagine the polar bears. But then it was psychologists who studied this phenomenon, and their study was they were doing a survey of how often do men think about sex? Another good laugh, right. And... um and it was in doing that experiment they realized, oh, well, the minute you mention don't think about or how often do you think about polar bears or sex or polar bears having sex, um, <laughs> that you can't not think about it. And I thought, oh, this is one of those forces for both good and for evil that it is how we are hardwired. And it makes total sense to me as someone who struggles with their weight, don't think about our cookie communion. Don't think about what I want for lunch. That we need tools to help transform ourselves. So the theme for the month is transformation. And I've been thinking when... When is there not transformation? Uh, It's those of us who try to stop any kind of change that the effort is extraordinary. Change is coming. Change is coming. Even when you're not thinking about polar bears. What the psychologist called the fact that we you mention something and it becomes implanted in your brain is called the ironic process, the irony being that you can't stop thinking about it. So I, I would maintain that being Unitarian Universalist, being a member of this church, coming here on Sunday mornings is a commitment to being transformed. That that's what we're in the business of doing Sunday in, Sunday out. And that we are realists because we know that it is actually impossible not to change. So what's our job here is to maybe nudge the change so that it slightly changes direction and we're not stuck in the ruts of our thinking, whether it be about sex or polar bears or... um, and so I've, I was wondering, so what tools do we offer? How, 
We often talk about our theology and our philosophy, but I'm not sure we talk enough about our tools. What tools do we have for transformation? And I think just driving up the driveway does it. But um, I started thinking about (laughs) the Christian term born again. Because what born again means is that so being, being born once, painful experience by a woman to give birth to a human being, traumatic moment, joyful moment. But born again, maybe that, what that means is about a psychological birth. And I'd say those Christian traditions, it comes out of the Greek Testament, the New Testament, specifically the book of John. John is talking, uh, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and talks about the need to be born again. And I've always thought of born again as just this one-time aha moment. Like, aha, I get, I should dedicate my life to the works and understanding of my understanding of Jesus Christ. That it's a, a one-time thing. And that, so I started thinking, well, what, what, is, what is comparable to what, what we do as Unitarian Universalists? And I'd say, well, our job is to be born again and again and again and again in each moment. That we should be having ongoing aha moments. And how do you continue to have aha moments when life seems pretty routine from time to time? We can have sunsets. We talk about those as religious moments. That, that if, if we want to define religion as um, an understanding of awe, then we have those and talk about them whenever you hear someone's religious story, their autobiographical religious story. They'll often talk about that aha moment. Sometimes it is about coming here and feeling like, oh, I finally found my people. I can speak my own truth and not be confined by um, a religious belief, but am expected to explore But I'd make the case our job is to find those aha moments, not just in the sunsets and not just in those fabulous times you can get away, but in the every single moment of the day that we continue to be born again. Which is why polar bears are helpful. Because I'm thinking, okay, I want to look for something that is like a polar bear so that I'm thinking about it all the time. And it reframes my mind so that I can see this moment in a different light. Not my usual tired way of thinking about it, but actually see something within this moment that makes me go, aha, and I'm bored again. Am I making sense so that I am before someone who may trouble me, but with the ability to reframe my mind, nudge it ever so gently, I can see that this person before me is worthy of my attention and may have something to say that I'm already ready to dismiss, but I'd like to be open-hearted to them. Um, So what I want to talk about is 
what Jesus, well, how to get into this. Um, I've also wondered about being born again, you, you, being born again, Unitarian Universalist. Those are terms that we've talked about this before are historical and have been untethered from a lot of their theological history. So when Jesus was talking about being born again, he was speaking very specifically about letting the Holy Spirit enter into whatever the project at hand might be. And the language of Holy Spirit is not language that I'm comfortable with, and I think most of you may not be comfortable with. But I think there is something of value to think about what would be the Holy Spirit today that would make me change my worldview. Bear with me. Where I'm going is we've untethered Unitarian and we've untethered Universalist from a strict theological Christian theological framework. We've actually untethered it from a notion of God. There are theists here. I'm not saying if you believe in God, that's a problem. What I'm saying is these terms were rooted in very specific historical theological arguments and um, clergy committee meetings and scribes who then spelled out what what Trinity meant and what uh, a dualistic heaven and hell theology meant. And when you separate that from God and separate that and say, wait, there are many theologies that are helpful and depends on your stage of life and your personality, something may speak to you. So I thought, okay, so what are the polar bears of Unitarian Universalism that would have meaning to me in this moment that would help me reframe this moment. So here's what I propose. And it's nothing new that you haven't already heard on some level. So Unitarian, push against three in one God, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, that Holy Ghost, that Holy Spirit. For me, that Holy Spirit would be love. So if I'm Unitarian, what I'm saying today is that I believe in the force of love in this world, in me. It's outside of me, it's inside of me. It is part of creation. So rather than think about white bears, I want to think that I'm Unitarian and in this moment that love is what drives me. So what about the Universalist part? And I just got into a lovely argument with someone that I often do about what it means to be universalist. In in fact, our discussion made me think, it would be worth us to revisit, now that we're turning 50, and we've chosen to be Hope Unitarian Church, just to have an adult forum and have a friendly debate about what it means to be Unitarian and what it means to be universalist, and not to solve the problem. It's not a problem to be solved. Universalist. So I think there is a force. We heard about it in, oh, it was so tempting to talk about uh, 
manure after you've finished your reading, but the force that turns everything into something that is useful, that we can use. All the times in my life that I want discomfort to go away, if I reframe it and go, wait, 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 all these things that are causing me trouble are actually useful to me. So a universalist to me means that there is material in every part of this world that is useful for creation. Death and creation are all part of one. There is some force. And it is in everyone and in everything, whether they are animate or inanimate, even our rocks are ultimately changing. So my UU polar bear is someone, something that allows me to be in the moment and acknowledge that there is love here and that it is available for everyone in change. The change is inevitable. That the transformation will happen. And if I want to participate in this transformation, then I want to do it as a UU polar bear and do it with love and do it in acknowledging that I am part of you and you are part of me. I'm part of this chair. This chair is part of me. This air, I am part of this air. The air is part of me. It is universal. So our job is to be born again and again and again and again and again in love and a force that is universal. Even with the polar bears. May it be so.